Hey GOTA members, welcome back to another episode of GOTA TV. We're now just two weeks away from this year's GOTA annual convention in Maui. Today's annual convention update is brought to you by Air Products. Air Products touches the lives of consumers around the globe in positive ways every day. Focused on serving energy, environment, and emerging markets, Air Products provides essential industrial gases, related equipment, and applications expertise to customers in dozens of industries. Be sure to check out the Air Products booth during this year's Contact Booth program on Monday, October 2nd. We're lucky enough to be joined today by GOTA President Robert Anders. Robert, it's always a pleasure when you join us. Thank you for being with us today. Can you give us an update on the state of the wildfires in Maui and how that tragedy has impacted this year's convention? You know, obviously, most people have, have, have watched the news that most of the damage was in the northwestern side of, of Maui, up in the Lahaina area. Um, down in Wailea, where we are, there really wasn't any direct uh, effect. The entire island's been affected, of course, but no direct effect. And, um, you know, the message, they, they certainly have a long way to, to go to full recovery, but the message that, that has come to us loud and clear from the governor's office all the way down to the individual vendors that we uh, deal with in, in the Maui area is the best thing you can do for us is to show up, come back and support our community uh, through visiting Maui. So we're excited that we're going to be able to do that. You just said that the best thing that we can do for Maui is to show up and support the island. How will this year's convention positively impact the economy on the island? It, it's estimated that our convention will infuse over $2 million uh, worth of uh, money into that local community. And that's what they need more than anything. And, and they bringing tourism back will also help them bring back a sense of normalcy. You know, it's going to be a while, but uh, that's the best thing we can do. For the convention itself, what are you most looking forward to for this year's event? Uh, you know, I can't think of a better venue to have uh, uh, this meeting than the Grand Wailea. You know, everything that we're trying to build around this is just to be able to relax and connect. Everything from the president's reception all the way down to the president's gala, we're being intentional about that, that word again. We're being intentional about networking and connecting and making that our focus. Speaking of the gala, this year we're encouraging members to dress to impress Hawaiian style, which you can see I've already got a head start on. And you even plan on recognizing the best dressed. Can you tell us more about this year's event? It's going to be spectacular. This event is going to be on site, which is always a plus. It's going to be outdoor on the lawn, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It's it's really going to be fantastic. But everything that we've tried to do in this uh, convention is is to be relaxed and to, and you know the res the uh, the attire is resort casual. That's what we're asking everybody to do. I know all the guys from Tickle Pink when they saw the you note know, that leave your jackets at home. I'm I'm not bringing a jacket. Um, so we want it to be relaxed. And at the, at the gala, we really want everybody just to put on their best uh, Hawaiian garb, island garb, and, and come just have a great time. And we're going to have some fun contests to, to award the winners of the best dressed. The networking at the convention is unmatched in our industry. But beyond that, there's always incredible take-home value from the educational content. Can you give us a preview of the speaker lineup for this year's event? And we've got it. We've got a great lineup here. And some of these are, are going to be people that you haven't heard of, but I think you're going to be really, really uh, pleased when you hear them and, and get motivated. We start with a with a local treasurer. Her name is Annabelle Chosen. I hope I'm saying that right. And she's going to talk to us about putting your dreams to work. She's going to tie in the Hawaiian culture. And uh, and I'm really excited about, uh, about what she's going to bring. And then we shift to uh, Galen Emanuel. 
And uh, this is, he's going to be a treat. Um, he is high energy. Uh, he's funny. He's engaging. Uh, and he's going to talk to us about how do we build better teams and better cultures. Uh, on Wednesday, we have Will Bowen coming in. And Will is, well, a lot of people know him. Will is the founder of the complaint-free movement. And um, he is entertaining and funny as well. Nobody's going to be dry. And, and he's, he's, he's going to talk to us about what's wrong with complaining and how can we stop complaining and how can we help other people stop complaining? Something I think happened way too much in our society. So uh, I think that'll be some good tools for us. Um, and closing us out is going to be our industry speaker, Sanjib Mamba. And uh, I'm really excited about what, what uh, Sanjib has to say about the state of the uh, industry and where we're going from there. So we have a great, great lineup for you. Robert, is there anything else about this year's convention that you wanted to mention before we go today? Just we're excited, and you, we've got a great program, and I'm not going to beat that horse. I, what I want to close this out with is is just to, just to express how proud I am of our organization and how proud I am of our members. Uh, it was the day after the tragic fires hit, hit Maui that we started, staff, me, other people on the board of directors, executive, executive committee, started getting – uh, emails and calls from our members saying, what can we do to help? You know, what, what can we do? And, and, and the, the meeting is secondary now. We, we've got a tragedy there. What can we do to help? And um, uh, I'm telling you, I can tell you how proud this is just strikes to the heart of the generosity and the character of our members. Uh, you know, we encourage you to continue to support the Malama House, our God of Gives Back program. It's a uh, the, the funds are critically needed there. And we've also uh, asked you to support Maui Strong. Uh, that directly is going to be uh, helping assist people put their lives back together. So I just want to thank you in advance for that. And thank you uh, so much for what you're, what you're doing, what you're going to do, and how proud I am of our, of our uh, organization. We appreciate Robert joining us today to share this update about what's sure to be a convention for the ages. We were blessed for this episode to have Robert stick around for a longer interview to reflect on his 365 days of intentional leadership. That, plus a great interview on how GATA members are fighting onerous regulations and news from around the gas and welding industry right after a word from today's presenting sponsor. Today's episode is presented by Safety Cart. Safety Cart is a manufacturer of cylinder carts, cages, pallets, truck beds, and trailers and is based in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Everything that we make is built here in the United States and started as an outgrowth of Walker Welders in the Mississippi Delta in 1969. Today, we send our products to all 50 states and beyond. For more information, visit safetycart.com today. Before the break, we were able to speak with GATA President Robert Anders about this year's convention. Robert was gracious enough to stick around and talk about his year as president as we come up on the culmination of the term with the annual convention. Robert, thank you for sticking around. When you took the stage in San Diego, you talked about our year around the sun together. As that year is coming to an end, can you tell us about what this year has been like? You know, it's been it's been busy. Uh, it's been a little scary, but most of all, it's been you know extremely rewarding. Um, it, it's it's been cool to watch the plan that we put in place, you know, last year uh, come to fruition. Uh, so it's it's really been great. I know that you're a planner and I know that you did your research ahead of time, but has there been anything about this experience that you didn't expect that surprised you? Not really from a, just a, a functionality standpoint. Everything is kind of, I'm knocking on wood because we got a big event coming up and everything has kind of come off as planned. Uh, probably the thing that I've been most surprised about was 
the registrants for the annual convention. You know, we it's a long flight. It's an expensive flight. You know, getting out to Maui is not easy. Uh, we, we budgeted for 850 registrants and we have 1,074 people signed up right now. So I think probably the most surprising thing for me this year has been, uh, uh, has been that. And I'm, I'm tickled pink. So with the obvious caveat that we've still got the event in Maui, what's been your best memory or most proud accomplishment to date? You know, Maui hadn't happened yet. So I got a full, uh, expectation that there's going to be a lot of mem- memories that come out of, uh, of Maui, but you know the thing that thing that uh, that I am I'm the proudest about uh, is the SMC and the energy that surrounded the SMC. I mean, I thought it was just. I mean, our members stepped up. Uh, the educational tracks were, were packed. Uh, we had great speakers that I thought really resonated with with our members. Uh, the hotel did a great job. Philadelphia, we had we had Chamber of Commerce weather. You know, it couldn't have come off better. And uh, and that's I think that's the thing that uh, that I'm I'm the proudest of. The greatest memory. This is a volunteer board and a volunteer position. And our GATA presidents are presidents, CEOs of their own companies, in addition to their responsibilities within GATA. How has the team at Holston helped make this year such a success? Yeah, thank you, Steve. That's that's a great question, and and I'm telling you, any one of the presidents, will, past presidents, will tell you that they could not have done their job and done it well without full support of, of their their home companies. Bill and the entire team have, have been unbelievable, and uh, just and they've been patient with me because some things that I normally would get into, I'd say, well, guys, I can't do that now. I got to go do something else. And uh, you know, I was able to take this role. I don't really see this as this is something that was for Robert Andrews. This is more of a recognition for Holston Gases. I just happen to be the president of Holston Gases. So uh, no way I could do my job <clears throat> with Gala the way that I've been able to do it if I didn't have 100% support. It's been fantastic. During this year's convention, you'll hand the baton over to Gary Halter. I know that you and Gary are close friends. Can you share any of the advice that you've given to Gary as he prepares to become president of Gala? Well, I think, uh, I think, one of the biggest things I've already told him is, is Gary, be proactive. Um, you know, don't be reactive. You, you know, find out what your next task is. What what is your next responsibility, and get on it right away. And that way, that you you've got time in case you have some blips out there. But the other thing is, don't micromanage. And Gary's not a micromanager, so I'm, I'm not worried about that. But don't micromanage. Know what your role is. Do your role right, and then let everybody else do their jobs. We've got a great staff out there. Great board. Great EC. Do your job and let everybody else do theirs. Is there anything else about this year that you want to mention before we go today? I think I just want to close by expressing to all the members of GALDA, not necessarily the companies, but the individual members, how much I appreciate the blessing they gave me by allowing me to serve as their president. It, it, is, it has been a fantastic ride, and uh, it hasn't been a burden. It has been an absolute blessing. So thank you. Robert, it's been an honor. Thank you for being with us today, and thank you for everything that you've done for the association this year. Gas distributors, tank repair shops, cryogenic techs. Live the Equigas experience and find out for yourself. Send us a picture, and we'll help you identify what you really need. We have the equipment you need with the service you deserve. Make your life easier. Give us a call today. We answer the phone and ship the same day. Joining us next today are Mark Hahn and Josh Hahn. Mark is Hahn Welding Supplies Chairman of the Board and Josh is the Co-President of the company. Gentlemen, we appreciate you being with us today. 
You've been lobbying the New York State Congress to address the current rule regarding medical gas supervisor training requirements. Can you explain what the requirements currently are and why you've been lobbying to have them changed? It's not so much a training issue because we train our guys. The problem is the, the educational requirements for the job are way overstated. The state presently requires a two-year degree, preferably in a technical field, and two years of uh, working with compressed gas cylinders. They pr actually prefer a four-year degree in a technical field, including chemical engineering, biology, respiratory therapy. And the, the issue that we have is not for first of all, you can't find those people with those degrees that want to work in the welding supply business and, and supervise medical gas filling. Uh, also, if you could find those people, you can't pay them enough to do that job. And they're they're just not interested. They're not they're not available. And the other thing is those requirements have nothing to do with medical supervision. It's a it's a uh, it's a job that you can teach and become pretty proficient at it in about a week. It doesn't require a two or four year degree. And uh, what we've been trying to do is lobby the uh, the legislature to get this changed. And uh, so we, we've made a lot of progress this year. This has been really exciting for us. It's been going on officially for five years. And we've had one part of the House pass it, not the other part. And then and then we've changed the language a few times. And we're, we're finally got to the point where both houses pass language that becomes very similar to the national standard, which is what's required by uh, by the FDA, and which is what, what uh, most states accept. So we're trying to get the governor to sign that, and that should be done hopefully by the end of the year. You said that this has been a five-year-plus process. For other GATA members who might be living in states with similarly poorly constructed regulations, can you explain what that process of lobbying has been like? We first met, like I said, five years ago with our local state senator, and he's the one suggest that who suggested that we try to attack this legislatively. Prior to that, we were trying to negotiate with the State Board of Pharmacy and just weren't getting anywhere. They did, I don't I really don't believe they understand the process and the and the industry. And we try we've tried to get them to come to view the uh, the filling process, and we've been largely unsuccessful. But really, what really helped was getting the legislators in. We probably had twenty or twenty five visit our different facilities around the state, and once we can show them and explain why the the education requirement and the regulation is really overstated. They agree. So once once you got past the technical side of it and and showing people what it's really all about, uh, it's been from our perspective fairly easy getting those uh, the new bill passed through the two two sides of uh, the legislature. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty interesting, like seeing the process go through and understanding how how bills and and government works. Um, you know, we've. We've uh, had really good success working with our local representatives uh, who've all you know pretty much been willing to come out, talk to us, see what's going on because you know the the legislation's written uh, with uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing in mind. So 
you know, it's, it's really, um, that has different requirements and people don't understand that until they actually see it in person. So that's really helped us. We've had great, um, support from, from, uh, our local legislators that have pushed this through and, and seen the need for it. And, um, that, and along, along with our local manufacturing, um, organization that, uh, whose lobbyists have helped us with this process as well. Mark, you said that you're essentially trying to see the New York regulation mirror the federal regulation. How are the two currently different? Well, the federal requirement doesn't have specific language dealing with the education that's required for the medical supervisor candidate. It just states that the experience and training needs to be appropriate and adequate to uh, allow the person to do the job like it needs to be done. And so that basically gives the Board of Pharmacy the ability to make a, a decision based upon the person's experience and qualifications rather than the, the educational requirement, having so much weight in the process. Assuming that this bill is signed by Governor Hochul, how will it positively benefit your company and other GATA members in New York? My goodness, uh, we have two medical supervisors right now that are over 70 years old. And in, in one case, we have plenty of qualified people under him who don't meet the current regulation because they don't have a degree. They've been in the business 10 or 20 years, handling cylinders, even filling medical gases, and they technically don't qualify to supervise. It's, it's just it just does, doesn't make any sense. So once we get this passed, it really gives us a, a lot of opportunity to put the right people in place and not be bound. I mean, we're, we, we fill in eight locations and two or three of those are uh, being medically supervised by people that are close to retirement age. And if they go before we can replace them, it's going to be a real problem for us and for the market, the local market. Yeah, we, we serve a lot of uh, more rural areas and that's why we have to fill in so many locations to be able to get those cylinders turned around quickly. So, um, you know, it's, those are the most challenging places to find someone that meets these requirements. So this will really help us to be able to continue to serve you know, those communities that are, that are underserved. The way that New York state is constituted, the board of pharmacy falls under the purview of the board of education. Do you think that that's impacted the current legislation at all? <laughs> Well, we've kind of uh, said that tongue in cheek. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we're telling the state education department that a uh, college degree isn't necessary. So I'm not sure how well received that is just on that level by, by those folks. Yeah, they're really hesitant to reduce any educational requirements in, in anything. So that's that's the biggest challenge is, is their objection to this being signed. Regardless of the degree that somebody has or uh, after four years of college, they don't know anything about our industry. They don't know anything about filling medical oxygen. So they, they, there's no advantage to it. And we can't get them to to see that. I mean, they're, they're concerned about the quality and purity of the gas, as are we. But their regulation and requirements don't do anything to enhance that or ensure the, the quality of the gas 
the oxygen more than we do just by doing the training that we're required to do. Do you have any other advice to other GOTA members who might be going through the same process that you just went through? It, like I said before, I, I think that if you see something that you can, that will the better your uh, business opportunity, the better your community or uh, re remove onerous requirements, reach out to your local representatives. That's what they're there for. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're meant to take community concerns and um, address them as needed. So in, in our case, you know, it's, it's a long process and you, if, if it's something that you really need to do, you need to be patient and you need to be willing to, to put the time in to see it through. Um, you know, we could have easily given up on this several times because it's been frustrating going through thinking you're getting somewhere and then, you know, taking two steps forward and one step back kind of thing. So, but yeah, just, I, I would, I would suggest if you have any kind of um, law that's holding you back to, to reach out to your local representatives and, and see what you can do about it. Is there anything else on the topic that you wanted to mention before we go today? I just want to thank uh, Tom Badstubner for all of his help in this and coordinating, um, you know, helping us get in touch with the right people. And as well, I'd like to thank all of the other distributors in New York who have uh, written letters to the to the governor and to their representatives on behalf of this bill. I think that's really helped it get to where it is at this point. Mark, Josh, thank you so much for being with us today and thank you for the work that you've done on behalf of the industry. Holbard Institute of Welding Technology is excited to offer a four-day welding for the non-welder course. This course gives the non-welder a solid background and overview of the welding field along with some hands-on experience with the major welding processes. It's ideal for purchasing agents, plant managers, manufacturers of welding products, distributor salespeople, supervisors, and more to gain an understanding of welding that will make them more proficient in a job that involves welding-related activities. Check out our website today for more information or give us a call at 937-332-9500. Hi, this is Colleen Kohler um, coming from the Member Services Committee, and I'm here with Ben from SFE Group. Hi, Ben. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about your organization? Yes, uh, so I'm part of the SFE group. Uh, we have uh, six different brands, uh, soon seven. And all the brands are related to uh, pipe fabrication. So pipe welding, pipe cutting and beveling, um, handling equipment, some marks. Some brands from the United States uh, like BNB, Matty Dearman are pretty, uh, pretty popular. And then we have some other brands from uh, the UK and France like Axair and Tag which are growing brands, more specialized, uh, but yeah, all related to pipe fabrication. Awesome, that's great. So how long have you been with your organization? So I used to be with Axe Air, the, the French brand. That's where I'm from. I'm from France originally. Uh, so I've been in the U.S. for nine years with that brand, and uh, we got acquired by the SFE Group in uh, 2022. Uh, so it's been over a year, and um, so yeah. Wonderful. So how did you hear about Gauda? I've always known Goda uh, because we use distribution since uh, day one that I started with the company. So, I mean, a couple of years after, maybe a couple of months after I joined the company, I started making research and uh, I saw that a lot of distributors that we work with were Goda members. So, uh, I've always been in intrigued and wanted to join. And once we joined the SFE group, uh, some brands like Matty and BNB that, that, that were already working with Goda. 
um, some people that had experience with Gala got me into Gala. So it's my first time. I don't know what to expect. It seems like a great uh, association, uh, great people. So I'm really excited. Oh, wonderful. We're so excited to have you. Um, could you share with us like what you're most looking forward to in joining the association? Yeah, I mean, uh, just meeting great people, just uh, trying to maybe find new distributors as well, uh, but just even suppliers. I mean, some people we've seen maybe at trade shows. Uh, it's great to connect, and uh, the SMC, for example, seems like a more casual business type of event, so it's great because we can just talk and share and not only talk about work, but, you know, other things like... Uh, like fun, right? <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Today's member news segment is brought to you by Anthony Welded Products. With carts, cradles, cages, and pallets, Anthony has a model for every purpose. Be sure to visit Anthony on Monday, October 2nd during this year's Contact Booth program at Booth 211. Today's episode starts off with three bits of very sad news as we have three deaths to report on. Gauda extends its condolences to the friends and family of past Gauda President Bob Ames, former AWS President Dennis Eck, and City Carbonic senior partner Lewis Morgan, who all passed away last month. These three were giants in the industry, and they will be missed by all who knew them. In more uplifting news, the Women of Gas and Welding Committee held their virtual roundtable on August 23rd. More than 75 women from around the industry came together to connect, share insights, and forge meaningful connections that support and nurture both their professional and their personal growth. GAUTA also held its final regional meeting of the year in Ledyard, Connecticut from August 15th to the 16th. Attendees were able to hear from an all-star cast of speakers including Todd Badstubner, Philip Campriel, Gary Halter, Don Cryer, Jason Michalizzi, and Michael Truba Jr. Stay tuned to Gauta TV and to Gauta.org for information on next year's slate of regional meetings. Gauta's Industry Partnering Committee will hold an informational webinar for those registered for this year's Networking 360 program on Thursday, September 21st. Stay tuned to Gauta.org for more information about this webinar. Gauta announced that Kendall Norman had joined the headquarters staff as its new marketing and membership associate. Kendall will be on hand in Maui, so make sure to stop by the Gauta booth to say hello. Gauda board member Allison Earlbeck was named CEO of Earlbeck Gases and Technologies. Holston Gases announced that it had acquired USA Gas Inc. Electronic Fluorocarbons announced that it had rebranded as EFC Gases and Advanced Materials. Technoweld USA announced that it had acquired Metalman Workgear. Atlas Welding Supply announced that James Kane has been promoted to President and Chief Operating Officer. Bill Vicentator will continue to serve Atlas as CEO and will represent the company as a member of the Board of Directors for Meredith Gas Partners. And finally, Kaplan Industries announced Micah Davis as its Director of Operations. To learn more about any of these member news items or to submit member news of your own, read the full September 15th Gauta Connection in your email inbox today or by clicking the link in the description below. Put Weltcoa's manufacturing expertise to work for you. Weltcoa has been creating solutions and manufacturing gas-related products for over 50 years. Its team takes the time to understand your fill plant environment and design a solution that meets and often exceeds the objectives. When you choose Weltcoa, you can rest assured that you'll be investing in the most dependable, made-in-the-USA products on the market today. We're here to support you, Gata. Get more with Weltcoa today. And that's our show for this month. The next time you see this face, it will be framed by Hawaiian Lei. 
I can't wait to see everybody in Maui, and I wish you all safe travels on your way there. For all of us here at Gauta Media, this is Steve Guillermo signing off.